This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Kamenga, Steve Kerr orchestrating here. Off a screen, gets down the lane, and dunked it right over the top of the defender. Right to the rack. Java Kaminga. Big time move there and a nice back screen to set him up. It's time for Warriors Wrap Up. We'll bring you into the locker room and hear from Coach Kerr and the players. Highlights from the game. Warriors Wrap Up starts now. Yes, it does. And that highlight you just heard, Jonathan Kaminga with a dunk called by Tim Roy here on 95-7 The Game. One of many buckets he got tonight. Same old story for Jonathan Kaminga, who's now scored 20 or more points in eight consecutive games. And guess what? He shot 50% or better from the field in all eight of those games. Uh, It's rare that people... Wearing Warriors uniforms do that, and there's a great stat that I will get to you in a little bit here on Warriors Wrap-Up on 95-7 the game, but Kaminga leads the Warriors to a win in Memphis over the Grizzlies. Final score 121-101 to on this Friday evening. Welcome in to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95-7 the game. Mark Randy with you. Shout-out to everybody already chiming in on our YouTube chat. Powered by First NorCal Credit Union, Dublin Marge, my family, others as well. I got the Comcast business this text line up. Give me a text 888-957-9570. I already see the 925 chiming in talking about Jonathan Kaminga's great game uh, and I'm taking your calls here on this Friday night on 95.7 The Game as we react to the Warriors' second consecutive win. And believe it or not, the Golden State Warriors, as you look at their record now, they're 21-24. and 24. So the Warriors have played 45 games this season. 45 games for the Warriors this year. This is only the third time that they've won consecutive games this season. The third time this entire season that they've won consecutive games. I don't know if you could call a two-game streak a winning streak per se, uh, but they had a five-game winning streak, they had another five-game winning streak, and now they have a two-game winning streak. That's the only time this season, those are the only three times this year that the Warriors have won consecutive games. Uh, So today uh, was a step in the right direction for the Warriors. However, when we are talking about this game and when we're focusing specifically on the result, win or loss, It is very important to note that Memphis is playing without tonight 
like four of their five best players, and it really was the same situation as when the Warriors strolled into Memphis a couple of weeks ago on MLK Day, and the Warriors got upset by the upstart Memphis Grizzlies, playing without John Moran, without Desmond Bain, uh, without Steven Adams, who was traded yesterday, by the way, but he hasn't played all season, uh, without Brandon Clark. The last time the Warriors played, also without Derrick Rose. Marcus Smart out as well. Uh, a lot of the same guys also not available tonight for the Memphis Grizzlies. In fact, they had a few players available today that were not available the last time the Warriors played Memphis a couple of weeks ago. But the Warriors, uh, they got the win 121-101. to They led wire to wire for the most part after a close first quarter. Uh, went up by 10 at the end of the second quarter at halftime. And then the teams kind of just traded buckets for much of the second half until Steph Curry made a few threes in the fourth quarter and the Warriors pulled away uh, and they win 121-101 to 101 over the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, a gotta-have-it win. I put out a tweet pregame. Is this a must-win for the Warriors? It, it feels weird talking about that on the 2nd of February. Um, but considering where the Warriors are in the standings, considering what their aspirations are, and considering the opponents, I think there's there's no excuse. The Warriors absolutely had to have this game, and they took care of business. So a box checked there for the Warriors. Again, 121 to 101 is the final score. All right. Once again, welcome into Warriors wrap up on 95.7 The Game. Mark Randy with you. We got a lot to get into, uh, and it's the youth movement tonight. The youth movement tonight. Uh, give, give me a call, 888-957-9570, because there's a lot to be happy about from these young guys. Uh, let's start with Jonathan Kaminga. Jonathan Kaminga uh, tonight, 29 points, 11 of 15 from the field, also had six rebounds and four assists, a couple of steals as well. He was a plus 15, uh, second best plus minus on the team, only to the other young guy that I will be talking about in a little bit. That was Brandon Pajemski. But Jonathan Kaminga, 29 points, 11 of 15 from the field, and he scored all 29 of those points in the quarters 2, 3, and 4. He was scoreless in six first quarter minutes, 0 for 2 from the field, and then scored 29 points over the next 31 minutes that he played over the final three quarters of this game. I think something also important to note is uh, how Steve Kerr handled Jonathan Kaminga's minutes in this game. Kaminga didn't have his best first quarter. In fact, in, in recent memory, it was one of his worst stretches of play, honestly. And that's nothing, it's not like he was terrible in the first quarter. That just more speaks to how good he has been recently. It was not a very good first quarter for Kamingo. 0 for 2 from the field, uh, missed a couple of defensive assignments. But then Steve Kerr brought him back in to begin the second quarter. He played every second of the second quarter, and he was the driving force behind the Warriors' 9-point advantage in that second quarter that pushed it to a 10-point lead at halftime. Uh, just the variety of ways in which he's scoring the basketball Despite the fact that it's not coming from the three-point line, he took one three-pointer tonight, and he made it, and it was in the second half. Um, he is a threat with the ball in his hand on the offensive end, and he's doing it in the mid-range. He's doing it by driving from the perimeter. He's doing it by posting up. He's doing it by getting out and running in transition and scoring in the fast break. 
Uh, he is scoring in a number of different ways, uh, but 11 of 15 from the field, 29 points. And then I, I love the the other areas, the other categories on this box score as well for Kaminga with six rebounds, four assists, and two steals. And it's it's getting to a point. And I know I've talked with you guys about this a little bit in the past on Warriors wrap-ups here on 95-7 The Game. It's not just Kaminga's offense in terms of his scoring that is developing, and you can see it developing. I mean, the confidence that he has anywhere within like 15 feet of the basket, it's never been higher, and it's not particularly close. Um, But you also see him just seeing the game so much better. So much better. There was a moment. I got to scroll back in my notes and find this. So it was uh, early in the fourth quarter, and the game was kind of hanging around or eight points, 10 points, 12 points. The game was around that margin for really the entire second half, it felt, until uh, maybe five minutes to go in the fourth quarter when the Warriors pushed it up to 15, 16, 17. Uh, but there was a moment where the game was still kind of hanging in the balance, and the Warriors were going with kind of an interesting lineup. There was Pajemski, Quinones, Clay Thompson, Trace Jackson Davis, and Jonathan Kaminga out there. Um, and Jonathan Kaminga off of a Clay Thompson miss. So it was a Clay missed three pointer. Jonathan Kaminga kind of got a little bit lucky, and the, the rebound was a long rebound, bounced all the way back out to him. He grabbed the rebound. Uh, dribbled in from the corner on the right side. He got the rebound around the right wing, dribbled into the corner. No one picked him up until he started to drive. He could have taken a little pull-up 12-foot jumper, which he's actually pretty proficient at. But it was Jaron Jackson Jr. who came over to help and stopped the drive. And Kaminga, instead of either forcing something up over the top of Jaron Jackson Jr., the reigning defensive player of the year, instead of trying to go at him and drive through his chest, which Kaminga certainly has the strength to do, that's a tough matchup. Instead of trying that, which I think he he would have tried last year, he certainly would have tried two years ago. Hell, he probably would have even tried like two months ago. Instead of doing any of that, Kaminga saw Clay Thompson wide open, cut to the opposite corner. So Kaminga's in the, the short corner on the right side after he drives baseline off the offensive rebound. Clay Thompson moves over to the left corner. He's wide open. And Kaminga, instead of forcing something against the reigning DPOI, a one-handed kind of slingshot whipped bounce pass along the baseline perfectly to Clay Thompson for a wide-open three-pointer. That is where we're seeing Jonathan Kaminga grow and evolve the most. The scoring is incredible, and he's so efficient inside of 15, 14, 13 feet. He's got a really reliable mid-range jumper when he's in rhythm, and you know that he can take someone off the dribble, and you know that he can back someone down on the post. How many times does he just shrug off a defender because he is stronger and quicker than them? It happens like five times a game now. It's, it's easy to lose count. But that pass that Jonathan Kaminga made, one-handed, whipped along the baseline on a bounce to Clay Thompson, perfectly placed right in the shooting pocket, and Clay Thompson catch-and-shoot three swish. We have not seen that from Jonathan Kaminga yet in his career, and he did it tonight. And that's just one example. Kaminga is developing not just as a scoring weapon, but as an all-around offensive basketball player, And that is incredibly encouraging for the Warriors moving forward as they try to get back into the postseason race now 
uh, and also perhaps turn their attention to the future because every single night it's looking more and more and more like Jonathan Kaminga is not just a part of that future and isn't just a part of why this team may be successful now. Um, it's, it's looking like he's a driving force behind that. Tonight was really, really good for Jonathan Kaminga. Uh, shout out to Enrique, my family, Carson, Ed, Dublin, Marge, all uh, all uh, popping up here on the YouTube chat, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. Everyone's loving the Jonathan Kaminga game. Uh, Ed says this was a good win. This team looks like they're on the same page. Yeah, it, it kind of feels like they finally have a little bit of of rhythm right now. Uh, and my family describing, reacting to that play I'm talking about with that Kaminga pass, uh, Kaminga's reaction when Clay made that shot. He was so happy. You're right. If I remember, he's running back down the sideline, and he, and he kind of puts his hands up in celebration. Uh, and and he that almost feels like a, a Brandon Pajemski reaction, right? Because Pajemski, and he said it postgame on NBC Sports Bay Area, if you were watching, the postgame show shout out to our guy Bonte Hill holding down the fort on NBC Sports Bay Area but Pajemski was asked about his 14 assists yeah Enrique 14 assists uh, for Brandon Pajemski tonight Uh, he was asked about those assist numbers and he's like I'm I'm a point guard I care about getting my guys the ball and getting those assists I you know this is I'm obviously paraphrasing he didn't say this word for word but uh, essentially I care more about getting my guys easy buckets than I care about getting buckets myself and I think to your point, uh, who was it? Uh, my family. To your to your point, my family. Kaminga's reaction on that assist to Clay, it kind of gave off that kind of Pajemski energy, right? Like I am, I am so ecstatic. I made a great pass and got my guy an easy bucket. And uh, I, I think to Kaminga's credit, we're seeing that more from him now. Um, but let's talk about Brandon Pajemski as well because he was really, really good. In this game as well, a near triple-double. He had 12 points, 7 rebounds, and 14 assists. Those 14 assists, the most that a rookie has had in the NBA this season. Not just the most a Warriors rookie has had, not just a career high for Brandon Pajemski, the most assists that a Warrior has had this, or pardon me, I misspoke after I I set myself up for it. The most assists, uh, assists that a rookie has had in the NBA this season, 14 assists. Even 12 would have been the most. But Pajemski added a couple more for good measure. 14 assists for Brennan Pajemski tonight. And, you know, sometimes you see some gaudy assist numbers and you look back and you watch the tape and it's just, well, you know, the guys were making shots left and right. Every pass that he was making, Clay would just take a contested three and he'd hit it. One of those nights, right? This was a, a point guard night for Brandon Pajemski. And... How many times would you see him driving? There was a, there was a stretch. I think it was in the third quarter. I got to scroll back through my notes uh, and make sure I find this here. Here it is. Uh, so it was late in the third quarter, and this these were on consecutive offensive possessions for the Warriors. Uh, Pajemski drives kind of along the left wing, left baseline, uh, and Kavon Looney's man comes over to help on the left block when Pajemski gets in uh, into the paint. And I believe it was Jaron Jackson Jr. Uh, again, the defensive player of the year. And Pajemski drives at him. The help comes, and Pajemski, instead of trying to, again, force a shot over the top of a taller defender, much like we're talking about uh, with Jonathan Kaminga on that other example, on that pass along the baseline, 
Pajemski sees the help defender come. He goes up into the air, kind of almost makes it look like he's going to try to finish, gets the defender into the air, and at that point when the defender is in the air, he's relatively helpless. And then Pajemski pulls back the shot attempt and a beautiful wraparound pass around the back of the defender uh, to a wide-open Looney who's hanging out on the right block. Looney, an easy finish, an easy bucket, and it's created by Pajemski. The drive, the wherewithal to know where the help defender is, and thinking through it and, and not forcing something up against a good defender leads to an easy bucket. Then the Warriors get a stop on the other end, and believe it or not, this might be the first time we've we've said this so far this season, but Kavon Looney beats everyone down the floor, and as a result, Derrick Rose is forced to pick up Kavon Looney. That is mismatch central, and what happens is Looney uh, posts up, tries to post up Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose tries to front Looney to discourage the pass going in there, but Jemski, though, sees the mismatch from the top of the key and over the top of, like, three different defenders, his own defender, Looney's defender, Derrick Rose, and there's, there's a couple of others kind of hanging out around uh, the middle part of the floor. Pajemski, just trusting Looney to go up and get it, throws a perfect lob pass over the top of the defenders. Looney, an easy catch. He gives his patented little pump fake, right? And then he finishes for an easy bucket. So these aren't just, like run-of-the-mill passes to the perimeter, you know, where you're just within the, the flow of, of the game plan, and Pajemski just throws a skip pass as you're swinging the ball around the perimeter, and Clay takes a tough shot and he makes it, right? Like, that's an assist. But not all, are, are, not all assists are created equal. And Brandon Pajemski had 14 assists today, and a lot of them. Those are just two examples because they happen back-to-back, and I made specific note of them here. Uh, a lot of Pajemski's 14 assists were like real point guard stuff. Real, real point guard stuff. And did you notice who did not play tonight for the Warriors? There was only one active available Warrior tonight that did not play. Uh, Jerome Robinson got in for about two minutes of garbage time at the end. Trace Jackson Davis played nine minutes. Lester Quinones played 19. Guy Santos played 10. We can talk about those guys as well. I think they brought some some positive energy for the Warriors tonight as well. The only Warrior that was available tonight that did not play, Corey Joseph. And I've been in agreement with a lot of you guys on the YouTube chat, powered by First NorCal Credit Union, on the Comcast Business text line. Shout out to the 510 uh, (laughs) who says, let pods pass it. If you follow us uh, for our our Niners coverage, uh, the kickoff show and and overtime here. And by the way, shout out to to next weekend when the war or when the Niners are in the Super Bowl. We'll got we'll have a ton of Niners coverage for you there. But the five one zero that that's a callback to some of our other coverage. Uh, but I'm with you five one zero. Let Pods pass it. He's great at it. Uh, he he's incredible at it. Um, but I think what a lot of Warrior fans have have maybe been a little frustrated with at times is. The minutes that Corey Joseph gets. Uh, and I've been a little hesitant because I don't necessarily think it's fair to Corey Joseph. He's, he's you know, the, the third point guard on this team. Steph Curry, Chris Paul, and then Corey Joseph. And the only reason that he's getting somewhat consistent minutes is because of the injuries. Uh, but for the last couple of weeks now, I've, I've been on your guys' bandwagon. And it's been because of what we've seen from Brandon Pajemski. Brandon Pajemski, before tonight but especially after tonight, has shown plenty. 
that he is able and I, and I think more ready for this than I ever expected him to be at this stage of his career. He is more than ready to be a point guard on this team and not just be in alongside Steph Curry, alongside Chris Paul when he's back and healthy and if he is still a warrior uh, through the trade deadline. Brandon Pajemski is a good enough distributor, distributor, excuse me, ball handler, shot creator, uh, passer. He is good enough at all those things to be a point guard on this team. And and I think that's that's good news for the Warriors because Pajemski, while you could just, you know, say, oh, he's a young guy, and you know, I see a lot of this on Twitter, right? Like Pajemski is clearly one of the Warriors' best players, but it's a little bit um I don't know. Weird because he is a rookie pick 19th overall coming out of Santa Clara. And it's like the Warriors can't possibly be that good of a basketball team if this guy is one of your best players, right? But I mean, just when you watch the games, when Pajemski's out there, good things happen. Really, they do. And I think Pajemski's ability to handle that position gives the Warriors a little bit more a little bit more flexibility when it comes to their rotations. And there were some interesting rotations today, right? I mean, we saw Guy Santos and Lester Quinones get first quarter minutes, and it wasn't just happenstance, foul trouble, Curry's going to throw someone in there, you're down some bodies, right? Dario Saric is out today. Like, it wasn't just that. Like, it wasn't just fill five minutes for us. Uh, the same rotation pattern held true in the third quarter as well. Both Guy Santos and Lester Quinones uh, gave you minutes in the first half and in the second half, uh, in the minutes in the, the first quarter and the third quarter. And they did fine. Guy Santos played about 10.45. He was two for two from the field, grabbed a couple of rebounds. He's a good rebounder for his size, Guy Santos is. And Lester Quinones made three shots, two of them three-pointers. He had 10 shots and active on the glass, Lester Quinones with six rebounds and an assist to turn the ball over a couple of times, but that's going to happen when uh, when you don't get a ton of minutes at this level. Quinones and Guy Santos with positive minutes for the Warriors, but the story of this night, without a doubt, is Jonathan Kaminga and Brandon Pajemski. Again, Kaminga had 29 points. It's his eighth straight game uh, with 20 or more points, and I I, uh, I tease this, and I, I, I'm mad at myself for not paying this off to you guys just yet. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga now has 20-plus points in eight consecutive games, and he shot 50% or better in all eight games of that 20-point streak. The Warriors, in Warriors history, the only players to have 20 or more points on 50% or better shooting from the field in eight consecutive games, here's the list. Stephen Curry has done it twice. Wilt Chamberlain, Phil Smith, Bernard King, Chris Mullen, David Lee, Kevin Durant, Jordan Poole, and Jonathan Kaminga. Those are the only players in Warriors history with 20 or more points on 50% or better from the field in eight consecutive games. Again, those numbers. Steph Curry did it twice. Future Hall of Famer. Will Chamberlain, clearly a Hall of Famer. Phil Smith, Bernard King, Chris Mullen, Hall of Famer. David Lee, Kevin Durant, future Hall of Famer. Jordan Poole, and Jonathan Kaminga. That's how good Kaminga has been during this eight-game streak. And honestly, 50% from the field, 
uh, 20 or more points in eight straight games. That's honestly selling his streak a little bit short because he's been shooting like 75% from the field. Uh, another note from Jonathan Kaminga, and this comes courtesy of the Warriors themselves. Kaminga, in addition to eight consecutive 20-plus point games, he now has 25 straight games in double figures and is the franch- that's the franchise's longest streak from a player 22 years old or younger since... Monte Ellis in 2008. Jonathan Kaminga, the franchise's longest streak scoring in double figures. 25 consecutive games in double figures for Kaminga. The franchise's longest streak from a player 22 years or younger since Monte Ellis. And and you consider what Jonathan Kaminga is doing. You consider what Brandon Pajemski is doing. It kind of begs the question for the Warriors because so much of the last like month around this Warriors team has been dedicated to what's happening next Thursday, six days from now, and that's the trade deadline. And I guess this is you know our, our question of the night here on Warriors Wrap Up on 95.7 The Game. Has your mind changed about the trade deadline? Because you look at the rhythm that this Warrior team is in without Moses Moody, without Chris Paul, without GP2, Are you still on board with the Warriors trying to make a major move? Because as far as I'm concerned, I don't see a world in which the Warriors are trading any one of the big three. It's certainly not going to be Steph Curry. You can see the impact that Draymond Green has made the second that he returned to this team. He unlocked the Kaminga Wiggins minutes, and clearly he's still a great defender, and he's making his shots on the offensive end as well. Uh, Jonathan Kaminga seems to be in approaching untouchable territory. Andrew Wiggins has been improved. Uh, maybe you still want to move off of Andrew Wiggins, but is that really going to be worthwhile considering you're not going to get all that much back? But how do the rotations change when Moody is back? And Steve Kerr said pregame that could be as early as Monday. Uh, he will not play tomorrow when the Warriors are in Atlanta, but perhaps he'll play on Monday. How do the rotations change? Does Moody become the guy that gets moved at the deadline? Not that that's something I want. I think Moody is a promising young player as well. But when you look around at this Warriors team right now, when this team gets healthy again, you're going to have some lineup constraints, some rotation issues. You're going to get players that deserve more minutes than you can hand out, than you get a lot on a given night. Like, how does Moody slide in? How does Chris Paul slide in? Are you taking minutes away from Pajemski after a night like tonight? How does GP2 slide in? Does that mean fewer minutes for Jonathan Kaminga? If that happens, we'll have a riot on our hands in downtown San Francisco. Like, there are issues in terms of minutes moving forward. So my question for you is, has this recent stretch of play specifically from Kaminga and Wiggins because of Draymond Green's impact and Brandon Pajemski Has that changed how you feel about the Warriors' deadline plans? Because the issue is still going to present itself in terms of rotations and minutes and regular rotation minutes for a number of these guys. Those issues will present themselves again once this team uh, gets healthy once again. All right, let's hit a quick break here on Warriors Wrap-Up. We got to hit a call as well. Mark and Mowbray, I see you. We'll get you right when we come back from a break. Uh, 30 minutes down here on Warriors Wrap Up. We'll keep going on the other side. The Warriors knock off the Grizzlies 121 to 101. They've won consecutive games. 
for just the third time this season. They won five in a row, two other times. They've now won two in a row, uh, and the Warriors at the moment are now back to three games under 500 at 21 and 24. All right, time for a break here on Warriors Wrap-Up. My name is Mark Randy. back with more on the other side on 95. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 5-7 the game. Jared Jackson Jr., his shot no good. Rebound Draymond. Kick with a curry. Finds Kaminga running the floor. It's a foot race to the rim, and he roaring it down with a right hand. Timeout Memphis, 44-37, a 10-2 Warriors run. Now back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95-7 The Game. Yeah, I got news for you. You get in a foot race with Jonathan Kaminga, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. Jonathan Kaminga is faster than you. He's probably stronger than you. He can certainly jump higher than you. And uh, right now, he's more confident than you. Eight consecutive games with 20 or more points for Jonathan Kaminga, shooting 50% or better in all of those games. And let's just run through some of those uh, recent box scores for Kaminga because it's it's honestly it's better than just 50% shooting. Like tonight, 11 for 15 from the field. He had a 9 for 12 in there. He had an 11 for 11. Remember that win against Atlanta uh, a little more than a week ago? Uh, 11 for 11 from the field. He had 25 points in that game. The tough loss to the Kings. He was 12 for 19 when he had 31 points. He was 11 of 19 last time out a couple of days ago against the 76ers. Uh, And tonight, uh, 11 for 15 from the field. So we're looking at more than 60% from the field. Jonathan Kaminga over that stretch, uh, over an eight-game stretch where he scored more than 20 points in all eight games, and he's shooting a blistering 60-plus percent from the field in those games. He is reaching another level, and the development that he has gone through pretty rapidly, right? Like, we talked through some of the plays that he made, and the scoring is one thing, and it's fantastic, and it's great. He led this Warriors team in scoring, and it wasn't particularly close. Curry had 20 Kaminga had 29. He was the driving force offensively all night long. I guess maybe aside from the first quarter when he was scoreless on 0 of 2 from the field, uh, but the rest of the game, 29 points over the final three quarters, 11 for 15 from the field after an 0 for 2 start, so 11 of 13 in the final three quarters for Kaminga. He's the driving force offensively, but you always saw flashes 
of that offensively. The issue with Kaminga early in his career, the first couple of years of his career, and even October, November, maybe even December of this year was, you'd see those flashes, but in between those flashes, you'd have... You, Excuse me, in between those flashes, you'd have those stretches where he would just put his head down, run over a defender, he'd try to dribble around someone, get it poked away and, and, and stolen. Those aren't happening anymore. He's learned from those mistakes, he's compartmentalized those issues, and either he's just simply deciding, okay, I know that's a bad matchup for me, I'm not going to attack it, or he's saying, hey, you know, this is a there, there's a double team coming, there's someone helping. I need to use my ability to maybe drive past this guy. I won't be able to finish because there's the help, but I'm going to look and find the right guy to pass the ball to. And he's doing that time and time again now. And tonight there's like four or five examples of it. I mentioned that one where he had that great whipped pass along the baseline with one hand on the bounce to Clay Thompson in the corner off of an offensive rebound, and it led to a corner three for Clay, and he, he made it nothing but net. Like, those are the moments where you see the development of Jonathan Kaminga and how rapidly it is happening. And it's a sight for sore eyes for this Warriors team because they would love, absolutely love, for this consistent Jonathan Kaminga to become the norm. And, I mean, it's been the norm recently over the last couple of weeks. Uh, but if this is truly who he's going to be from here on out, uh, this is a much better Warrior team than we thought they were going to be maybe a month ago. Uh, because Kaminga is playing at that high of a level at the moment. All right, out to the phone lines we go here on Warriors Wrap Up. You got a call, uh, you got a thought about Kaminga, Brandon Pajemski. You are happy about how this Warriors team looks right now, consecutive wins. You got a question or a thought about the trade deadline, which is now just six days away. Give me a call, 888-957-9570. As promised, though, up first is Mark in Milbray. Mark, what's up? You're on a Warriors wrap-up here on 95.7 The Game. How you doing, Mark? What's up, man? Yeah, really uh, impressed with uh, Kaminga. This is the best stretch uh, he's played, and he's showing he deserves to be part of this core, and I think Warriors management is going to keep him going forward. Uh, this kid has the potential to be absolute stud, and he's showing once he gets the run playing time. I know he's been at odds with Kerr, He's showing what he can do. So I think it's here to stay. He's still only 21 years old, and he's going to continue to build on what he's been doing. But I, I think he's an untouchable going forward. Uh, as far as the team overall, I wanted to see how they would come out tonight. I know uh, Memphis is depleted, coming off a great win over Philly, how they would come out tonight. And luckily, they took care of business. But all in all, just uh, Podemski really, really shining. And in terms of the rotation going forward, the odd man now might be Moody. Um, I, I, in terms of the trade deadline coming up here, honestly, I don't think they have anything really to offer except CP3 because he's an expiring contract. But I don't think anybody really wants Wiggins' long-term deal, and that's pretty much all they have to offer. Uh, they're not going to move on from uh, Curry, or excuse me, uh, Draymond or, or Clay. So it looks like barring some unknown star is on the market in a couple of days. Uh, I think they're probably going to stamp that, make me make a minor trade. Uh, I don't think uh, adding something like Murray is going to be possible or anything like that. So I just want this Warriors team to continue to play. you got to stretch a games here where you can get back in the race here, get get back in the play, and hopefully get a, maybe if you get hot enough, get a 60. Do you think that's possible? Or do you think with the way they start off in the bottom of the West there, 
They're going to be battling Dallas and the Lakers, Pelicans uh, for the play and seed. How do you think this is going to go play out? Or can they get hot here and maybe get a six seed and stand up playing? Uh, I'll take your thoughts on that. Yeah, good call, Mark. Appreciate it. Um, I mean, look at the schedule, or pardon me, the standings right now. The Warriors are sitting in the 12th spot at the moment. Uh, they are half a game out of the 10th seed, which is the final of the four playing spots. They are a full five games out of the 6th seed. And you look at some of the teams they would have to jump to get up to that 6th seed. You've got Houston ahead of them, Utah ahead of them, the Lakers, Mavericks, Pelicans, and then the Suns currently sitting in that 6th spot. Uh, you've got Sacramento, uh one game ahead of the Suns, so you could easily see Sacramento maybe fall off. The Suns keep winning. Uh, they've been good of late, winners of seven of their last ten. Uh, but there's a clear drop-off in the West after the top four. OKC, Minnesota, the Clippers, and the Nuggets are all separated by a game of each other at the moment. Uh, and then you've got to drop off the Kings, the Suns, the Pelicans, and the Mavericks really in the next tier. And then you've got Lakers, Jazz, Rockets, Warriors uh, in that last tier that are competing for postseason spots, at least non-regular season spots, right? Competing for the playoff plus the play-in spots. Uh, getting to the sixth seed, while there is plenty of time left, you're only five games back and you've only played 45 games, so you're just a little over halfway through your, your full schedule, there's time. And if you get hot, you could easily catch up uh, to a number of these teams. But you're going to have to play really, really good basketball. That's what the Warriors have cost themselves. They don't have really much margin for error. Now, to your point earlier, Mark, I'm with you. I don't think that there is a major move to be made out there. I know you mentioned DeJounte Murray for the Hawks, who the Warriors will see again tomorrow night in Atlanta. Uh, they were just at Chase Center a little bit ago, and that was the the win where Jonathan Kaminga was incredible, 11 for 11 from the field. I don't think there's a major move out there. Uh, and if the Warriors are going to make a move at the deadline or before the deadline, I should say, it'll likely be a minor move and probably a money-saving move which means maybe Chris Paul is on his way out. Potentially it's Andrew Wiggins. But if you are trying to get anything of value in return, anything that can make your team even marginally better, uh, you're going to have to attach something to a Chris Paul or to an Andrew Wiggins, in my opinion. Wiggins has certainly played better lately, but I don't think enough to rehab his uh, league-wide reputation or his league-wide value enough to where someone's going to give up a valuable piece in return for Wiggins and what value pieces do you have that you can even ship out that you want to ship out to get someone back I mean we fielding callers and 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 messages on the the Comcast business text line and on the YouTube chat powered by First NorCal Credit Union, right? Like, Jonathan Kaminga is untouchable. That's that's the point that he's getting to. And the Warriors already seemed like they didn't want to uh, move him even like a month ago before this great 20-plus uh, point stretch, right, over his last eight games, scoring 20 or more points while shooting 60% or more from the field as a whole in that stretch of basketball. So who's the other as Mark said, the odd man out may be Moses Moody. And Mark, I would agree. If the Warriors make any sort of move that isn't just purely um, money-saving, I think Moody is the guy that gets moved. But I, I'm not even sure that's even likely. Uh, because what really would Moses Moody get you at this point? I'm not sure. I think it's just kind of the situation the Warriors are in. They have a number of guys who are relatively valuable to them and can be positive impacts for them. But... 
how much is that going to fetch you on the open market at the trade deadline? I'm not so sure. So we'll see what the Warriors do. I would say a any kind of trade seems relatively unlikely, uh, but certainly a trade involving like an all-star or a big name uh, seems almost difficult to imagine for me at this point. But let's go back out to the phone lines here on Warriors Wrap-Up. We're going to hear from Coach Kerr coming up in just a little bit as well before we do get on out of here on Warriors Wrap-Up. Uh, but up next is D in D.C. Love hearing from D always here on Warriors Wrap-Up. D thinks the Warriors still need a move. D, what's up? How you feeling tonight? What's going on, Evan? Hey, what's up? Hey, it's Grandy, D. Evan and I split off. Oh, it's Grandy, Grandy today. Grandy, my bad, my bad, my bad, Grandy. It's you're you're good, man. With you, man. You're good. What's Listen, up? Um, as as happy I am with what I've seen the last couple of games, um, I'm not optimistic as many of the fans that have that, that, that been calling. Um, we still have too many uh, dead weights on the roster right that, that we can't even use, right? Looney, Moody, um, Sarich. Sarich, even though he's able to produce a few points here and there, but defensively he makes us worse, right? And we have a lot of other players that we can't even use right now. We are too small. We are we still we still need another wing and a center or a big man just 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 to help us to be more versatile. So there are moves to be made. It's just a matter of the front office to be to 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 do whatever is necessary to make those moves happen. Um, we can't continue to allow Clay to to hold us hostage. Um, that money that that he wants, he's definitely not worth it right now, man. Um, I love Clay. I would love to keep him, but he needs to come off his high horse and 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 recognize that his game is no longer what he used to be. Um, now we need to solve the the Dre the non Dre minutes. When he's not on the floor, we are not very good. When he's on the floor, we top we are top a top basketball team. But when when Clay when Dre is not on the floor, forget it. We can't defend, and we can't even make point. We can't even score the ball. So somehow, some way, we need to find a way to solve that problem. Um, that's all I have. Been. I'll just hang up and listen to you from the other side. Yep. Thanks, D. Appreciate the call. Um, I'm glad you brought up the, the non-Draymond minutes because I agree with you, D. Um, it has been an issue at times. It's kind of like the non-Steph minutes. Um, the non-Draymond minutes just as much sometimes of a problem for the Warriors. Although it wasn't really tonight. Remember... Early, about midway through the third quarter, Draymond Green picked up his fourth foul. And if you're a Warrior fan, you know, you got like a 10-point lead at the moment. Actually, it was a 9-point lead. I have it here in front of me. Uh, Draymond Green picks up his fourth foul with 6.36 left in the third quarter and has to check out. Uh, the Warriors have a 9-point lead. He does not play the rest of the third quarter. If I were to ask you at that moment, the moment that Draymond Green left the floor, 6.36 to go in the third, Warriors up by nine, and Draymond would not play again for the rest of the third. What would you guess that the lead or the score would be at the end of the third? Up by nine when he leaves, six and a half minutes on the clock. The Warriors outscored the Grizzlies by three in that final six and a half. Now again, um, what D is saying at the beginning of that call is true. This is a very depleted and injured Memphis team. Um, this doesn't mean that they've suddenly turned a great corner and they're going to rip off like seven straight wins, right? Like, let's not overreact to a win over a, frankly, a bad Memphis team through no fault of their own, just dealing with a ton of injuries. John Morant out for the year. Desmond Bain out for a long time. Um, who else? Marcus Smart is out. Brandon Clark is 
is out. Uh, Steven Adams has not played in over a year, and he just got traded yesterday. Uh, Derrick Rose has missed some time. Uh, you have a number, a number of injuries to like your best players, and it's it's happened the entire season for Memphis. But the reality of the situation is they're just simply not a very good basketball team. So let's not overreact uh, to to one win and to one stretch without Draymond where the Warriors survived. Um, but that was encouraging, right? Without Draymond Green, the Warriors were a plus three in the final six and a half minutes of that third quarter. And what made it maybe even more encouraging is it's not like you had out there Steph and Clay and Pajemski and Kaminga and Looney or Trace Jackson Davis or whoever. You were trotting out there Guy Santos and Lester Quinones. Nothing against those guys, but those are kind of the stretches, those two on the floor without Draymond Green where you feel like, uh-oh, maybe the nine-point lead turns into a, a one-point lead going into the fourth. And then in, instead of like a relatively painless relatively easy win you're looking at one that you really have to fight for and on the the front end of a back-to-back you're traveling to Memphis tonight or pardon me you're traveling from Memphis to Atlanta tonight you got to play Steph like 36 37 38 minutes just to get the win instead as a result of Quinones and Santos playing good minutes you get out of Memphis with a relatively painless win Steph still played a handful of minutes. How many did he get tonight? He got up to 32, uh, but normally you see him right around, I mean, I guess that's around where he gets, but you've seen him lately play more. Uh, But who did the heavy lifting tonight? It was Kaminga. He played two seconds shy of 37 minutes. But Jemski had 34 minutes off the bench. Those were the two Warriors with the most minutes tonight. Um, And I, I think a reason for that and why maybe you got a little fewer minutes for Draymond Green, fewer minutes for Klay Thompson, fewer minutes than Stephen Curry is because in those six and a half minutes at the end of the third quarter, uh, the Warriors did manage to not just stay afloat, but they managed to outscore Memphis uh, by a handful in that stretch. All right, let's go uh, to Steve Kerr. Steve Kerr addressed the media after this game in Memphis. The Warriors victorious 121-101, to a 20-point win. Nice to kick off this road trip for the Warriors. Steve Kerr talking with the media after the game. Jonathan Kaminga, Brandon Pajemski, I'm sure those were all addressed. Here is the head coach of the Golden State Warriors, Steve Kerr. I just liked uh, the way we stayed with it. Um, you know, we we always know Memphis is going to fight. They play everybody tough, no matter how many guys they've got out. Um, Taylor does a great job, and they, they just have a, an identity about them. And so we, you know, we just lost here a couple weeks ago. So um, we knew it was going to be a grind, and we, we just stayed with it and uh, methodically executed, uh, took care of the ball um, for the most part, um, and, um, and defended really well for most of the game. I think with 14 assists, zero yeah. turnovers, um, how, how big a catalyst was he? Brandon's great. I mean, he, he's... Uh, you know he's a he's just a basketball player he's not a point he's not a two guard he's just a he's just a basketball player and um the extra ball handling that we have on the floor uh when he's out there with Steph is really important and then when Steph goes to the bench we really need him out there you know to kind of run the team so uh he just knows how to play he's uh, he's had a great rookie season and he's just getting better Another big game from Jonathan. What did you like uh, the most about the way he played tonight? J.K. is just um, really um, 
figured it out and the game has slowed down for him and he's understanding now uh, when to attack, how to attack. Um, thought he made some good passes tonight. Um, you know, he um, he's just so powerful and explosive going to the rim. And, um, you know, he's... Uh, I think he's just seeing the floor better than, than ever. And he's, um, this last month, he's just, uh, I think he's really broken through. And it's just been amazing to watch because, you know, it's two and a half years of uh, a lot of work and ups and downs. And, um, and he's stayed with it the whole time. And um, I'm just, I'm so impressed with, with what he's done. And he's, uh, he's really becoming a, a hell of a player. How key was his second quarter spurt just in getting you guys going tonight? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, the the, um, the way Memphis guards us, they they uh, they really make it difficult um, for Steph and Clay to get their usual um, shots, their usual actions, and uh, so I thought uh, J.K. Um, really did a good job of kind of exposing, you know, some of the ways they were guarding Steph and Clay and and finding space and getting to the rim. What have you thought of uh, just Draymond's kind of just focus level and how he's, uh, you know, handled the, his yeah. first, you know, however, five, six games back? He's been great. You know, um, he's uh, he's playing so well, first of all. I mean, you know, you, you, he just fills up the box score and three blocks tonight and 10 boards or 12 boards, six assists. Um, but he makes our defense so much better. And, uh, you know, with this new uh, lineup we're playing with Wiggs and J.K. and Draymond on the front line, um, feels like we're we're faster, more athletic, um, more capable of staying in front of people. And, and he's the guy who, you know, he's the middle linebacker. He just calls out all the, the defensive coverages and uh, sees the whole floor. And the um, guy's an amazing player tell right when he got back I know he didn't play for a while but like that he was coming back kind of with yeah. purpose yeah yeah he's uh, he's been very focused I think he's um, you know he's he was humbled you know by what happened and, and the absence and um, I think it gave him some time to think about how much he loves to play and loves to compete and loves to be part of the team and he didn't want to see that um, slip away um so I'm just um, so impressed with the way he's handled himself, played through the frustration that comes when, you know, there's a bad call or, you know, a tough spell for him. Um, you know, he had maybe his first really frustrating moment of the night or, uh, you know, of, of uh, this his return tonight, um, kind of mid-first quarter, and um, he turned himself around, and that was a great sign. All right, that's Steve Kerr from earlier today, uh, earlier tonight, addressing the media after the game in Memphis. Uh, the Warriors uh, knock off the Grizzlies 121 to 101 behind Jonathan Kaminga. 29 points. He's now scored in uh, 20 or more points in eight consecutive games, uh, 25 straight games, scoring in double figures. Uh, and he has been uh, the main reason the Warriors have looked and felt a little more daunting to opponents recently. And while the wins haven't necessarily uh, been easy to come by for the Warriors, despite the fact that Kaminga is playing well. I mean, consecutive one-point losses uh, during that homestand last week, a one-point loss to Sacramento six uh, or eight nights ago, uh, a one-point loss at home against the Lakers six nights ago, uh, and that was the double overtime game. Like uh, The Warriors, they do feel a little bit... It's easier to... I'll put it this way. It's easier now to buy into this Warriors team making a little bit of a push. Not because 
Not because you suddenly feel like Clay Thompson is back to pre-injury Clay. Not because Stephen Curry is playing at an MVP level, although he's he's having another fantastic season. Probably, yeah, should have been an All-Star starter. Although I can't really argue with Shea Gilgis Alexander and Luka Doncic. Those guys have been incredible this year. Not because you know Andrew Wiggins is playing better, although he is. The reason that this team feels a little bit different right now is because of Jonathan Kaminga. Eight consecutive games with 20 or more points. You just look at some of the numbers recently. 29 tonight, 26 last time out, 31 against Sacramento, 28 against Milwaukee. He's not just having a nice stretch. He's having an all-pro stretch. Like You do this over the course of a season and you're a first-team all-pro. You score 20-plus points, and it's closer to like 25 points per game In fact, it's like 26 points per game on average over his last eight games on 60-plus percent from the field. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. You're an all-pro. He's also averaging seven rebounds, a couple of assists. Like, this is not just, oh, that's a nice stretch from Jonathan Kaminga. This is legitimately uh, a fantastic all-pro kind of stretch from Kaminga. And it's not just against slouches. One up against Giannis, against Milwaukee on the road, 28 points, 10 of 18 from the field. Uh, One up against Sacramento with Sabonis. Uh, and, and, you know, everyone else that the Kings have, 12 of 19 from the field, 31 points. Anthony Davis and LeBron James for the Lakers, 22 points, 8 of 16 from the field. And he's getting to the line, and he's making his free throws as well. It's really, really encouraging for the Warriors. So if you're looking for a reason to be encouraged, it's not necessarily because you feel like beating Memphis by 20 means they're back, right? They're back. No, I mean, Memphis is a very 
honestly, just a bad basketball team right now because of all their injuries. Um, but you look at some of the individual developments for the Warriors, and uh, it, it's, it's a big, big reason why the Warriors should be feeling a little bit more confident moving forward. And now you got a test on the rest of this road trip because up next, you've got Atlanta tomorrow, 4.30 tip. Coverage begins at 3.30 here on 95.7 the game. And then you got Brooklyn, and then you got Philadelphia, and then you got Indiana. Uh, Philadelphia, a really good basketball team who you just beat at home. They were a little banged up, and they'll probably still be banged up uh, when you play them next Wednesday, five days from now in Philly. Uh, Joel Embiid uh, suffered a meniscus injury when he was in Golden State in San Francisco, and Kaminga unfortunately landed on his leg diving for a ball. Uh, you got Indiana. That's a, a good basketball team. Not, not many more fun basketball teams in the NBA than the Indiana Pacers. Tyrese Halliburton uh, scores as, as much as anybody in the NBA and is a great passer as well. So you got some tough, tough wins or tough games coming up for the Warriors, and you got to do it on the road. And, and coming up next for Golden State uh, is the Atlanta Hawks. And that's tomorrow at 4.30. Again, coverage begins at 3.30 here on 95.7 The Game as the Warriors try to win both ends of a back-to-back and and put together a three-game win streak. Prior to today, the Warriors had only put together win streaks. And if you're not watching on YouTube, I put up, you know, the air quotation marks, win streaks. I don't know if you can call a two-game win streak a win streak. I feel like win streaks are really more three or more. Um, But consecutive wins for the Warriors at the moment. The only other win streaks the Warriors have had, um, two others, two others. The Warriors won five consecutive games early in the season. They lost their first game of the year, then won five in a row, and then they won five straight games mid to late December, leading up to that loss on Christmas in Denver, if you remember. Other than that, the Warriors have not won consecutive games this season. That's where we're at right now for the Warriors. And so it's it's a little difficult to not just shrug this off and be like, oh, well, you know, just Memphis. Like at least this Warrior team did handle business and win a game that they should win uh, because at times this year uh, they have not done that. All right, wanted to remind you that you're listening to 95.7 The Game, KGMZ FM and HD1 San Francisco, always live on the free Odyssey app, Twitch and YouTube, powered by First NorCal Credit Union. We're talking about Jonathan Kaminga here, so I figure why don't we just make Jonathan Kaminga our hardest worker of the game? Brought to you by the Alameda County Sheriff's Office, who works hard to serve the community. Are you looking for a career in law enforcement? Learn more about job opportunities at joinacso.com. Uh, it's got to be Jonathan Kaminga. That's the easiest, uh, hardest worker of the game I've had uh, had the pleasure of handing out so far this season. Jonathan Kaminga, 29 points, 11 of 15 from the field, 6 of 7 from the free throw line, by the way. That is an underrated part of Kaminga's game. If you are going to attack the rim as much as he does, uh, and he's doing it a lot, which is part of just what I absolutely adore about how his game has turned recently, even when opponents are leaving him open on the perimeter, He's only taking them when he's feeling good about his shot, when he's in a rhythm, when he's confident, and when things are flowing for him offensively. He works from the outside in. He gets himself into a rhythm by getting to the paint and scoring, getting to the free throw line and making those shots, and then he gets the confidence. He can feel it flowing. It's easy for him, and then he'll take some shots from downtown. And guess what? He took one three tonight. It was in the second half after he was already kind of going off. 
and he hit it because he's confident in that in that moment. At times in the past, Kaminga would um, maybe shoot a three, his first shot attempt of the night, or maybe he misses his first couple from inside, and he gets a little frustrated, and he the defense leaves him open from three, and he takes it, and then suddenly you're looking at a an 0 for a three start from the field, a one for five start from the field, and he gets in his own head like that has not been happening. He gets rolling. And as he gets rolling and as he gains confidence and as he gets into a rhythm, he stays in a rhythm and then he takes, you know, he spaces out a little bit and he, he tests his limits and he's doing a much better job at that. Um, but he's our hardest worker of the game. Again, 29 points, six rebounds, four assists, had a couple of steals. He was fantastic tonight and he is our hardest worker of the game. Once again, brought to you by the Alameda County Sheriff's Office. Uh, up next, Sterling, we got our extending the three-point line. I'll let you surprise me, Sterling, our extending the three-point line tonight, the Warriors in Memphis. Thompson for three. No. Ball deflected. Kaminga gets it low right. Double bounce pass. Back over to Clay. Left corner triple. Beautiful pass by Kaminga. 92-79. That's his third assist. Uh, good pick. That's my favorite play of the day. Favorite play of the game for the Warriors. It was Clay Thompson missed a three on. I think it was Pajemski that actually got his hand on the rebound, tipped it over to Kaminga, who gathered it kind of in the right wing. No one really picked him up. He dribbled towards the baseline, maybe about 12, 15 feet away. Stopped because Jaron Jackson Jr. came out. He could have shot over him. He could have tried to dribble around him, thought better of it. A one-handed, whipped bounce pass along the baseline, found Clay Thompson, who relocated to the corner after his missed three, and a perfect pass from Kaminga and an easy catch-and-shoot three for Clay Thompson. He hit it. A big three points there. And as we were talking about earlier on the YouTube chat, shout out to all the YouTubers, youtube.com slash 957thegame. Uh, the chat is powered by the first NorCal Credit Union. I love Jonathan Kaminga's reaction to the made clay three off of his pass. I said, I think I said earlier that he put two hands up in the air. It, it was just one big fist bump. Uh, I saw the replay while we were playing that Steve Kerr uh, interview from earlier, the Steve Kerr postgame presser. It was one big fist bump for Jonathan Kaminga, uh, and he was pumped up about that pass, and I love to see that because Kaminga is becoming a much better passer, and that hadn't really been much of his game until this stretch, and I think it's really, really important to not just focus on Jonathan Kaminga's scoring. He's scoring fantastic, and you love to see it, but he's playing so much so much better, and it's, what he's doing is so much more impressive than just someone scoring 20 points tonight because he's on the glass, he's playing good defense, he's finding his teammates, and he's making the right decision with the ball in his hands. He's been fantastic, and I can't emphasize that enough. And if this is who the real Jonathan Kaminga is, right, if this is who Kaminga is moving forward, I can see that this is a team that has a has a better second half than they did first half. I know that's not saying a ton, um, but if Kaminga is like this, I mean, that's legitimately like a, a phenomenal piece to have on your team. Uh, and, and if he is like this or anything close to this for the second half of the season – uh, this is a Warrior team that will certainly easily have a better record in the second half than they did in the first half. And that means most likely, at the very worst, a play-in berth. Again, I don't want to overreact to this one Warriors win in Memphis. And really, for me, it's less about tonight's win, although you absolutely had to have it. I mean, I called it the top of the show a must-win. Like, you got to have it. You can't, 
you can't convince yourself that you are going to have any kind of role in the postseason this year if you can't win in Memphis when they're playing without John Morant, without Desmond Bain, without Brandon Clark, without Marcus Smart, right? Without any of these guys. You just can't convince yourself that you can be that if you lose this game. So this was a must win. And they got the job done. So check that box. But for me, it's more about the individual performances of Kaminga and Brandon Pajemski that give you a little bit more confidence that this is a team that, again, at the very least, will be better in the second half than they were in the first half. And again, that's not saying a ton, but considering the state of the Western Conference, you honestly aren't going to need to be that much better to sneak into the play-in. You're a half a game out of the play-in at the moment. Like, you can sneak into the play-in if you only are, you know, the rest of the season four games above 500 the rest of the way. Like, if you're a 500 team at the end of the regular season, there's a decent chance you're going to be in the play-in. Now, the Warriors would love to be, you know, the sixth seed. Avoid the play-in. Or at worst, be at the top of the play-in so you don't have to win consecutive road games. Like, if you're the 10th seed, you got to win on the road, and you got to win on the road again. If you're the eighth seed, you gotta you have two chances to win, one on the road, and if you don't win that one, then you have one at home. Like the the challenge is a whole lot less difficult if you're the seven or the eight than if you're the nine, or specifically if you're the ten. Uh, so we'll see. But if Kaminga is able to play like that moving forward, I mean, you know what you're gonna get with Stephen Curry. Draymond Green is clearly still a phenomenal basketball player on both ends of the floor. On both ends of the floor. Uh, it doesn't seem that difficult to imagine that this is a better Warrior team in the second half. And if that's the case, this is at worst a play-in team. I'm confident in saying that. If you get Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, Draymond Green the rest of the season, they stay healthy, and Jonathan Kaminga is anywhere near this for the rest of the year, this is at the very worst a play-in team, in my opinion. that That's how important this Kaminga development is and what Draymond Green does to help link all of these units together. Because for this entire season, the Warriors have just been searching for some kind of common thread, common unit, a unit, a group that they could rely on, game in and game out, to give them positive minutes. And Draymond Green kind of links a lot of these units together. And, I mean, you give him a lot of the credit, but you also individually have to give the credit to Jonathan Kaminga as well. All right, that'll do it for Warriors wrap-up here tonight on 95.7 The Game. Again, the Warriors are back in action tomorrow when they take on the Atlanta Hawks on the road in Atlanta. Tip-off is at 4.30. Coverage begins at 3.30 here on 95.7 The Game. And I also wanted to remind you, we've got some special coverage for you coming up next week. The Warriors are on the road all of next week, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday. Those are 4.30, 4.30, and 4 o'clock games. All you need to know is if you're looking to listen to all of our Warriors coverage, uh, Warriors Live, an hour before tip, the game itself, and then Warriors wrap-up, listen here on 95.7 The Game as you always do. However, if you are looking for a little bit more Niners coverage, all you got to do when those early Warrior games are going on Go to the YouTube stream, youtube.com slash 957thegame. Hang out with all of our YouTubers. The chat is powered by First NorCal Credit Union. You can also visit our Twitch stream, twitch.tv slash 957thegame, or download the free Odyssey app uh, and search 957thegame, and you can listen there. Because when the Warriors 
uh, are on the air during those early windows on Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday of next week. Willard and Dibbs, who are on the air normally until 6 p.m., they're on a stream-only version of their show until 6, uh, talking Niners as we, of course, get ready for Niners uh, and Chiefs in the Super Bowl coming up uh, next Sunday, nine days from now, by the way. We're looking forward to that. Um, but if you are looking for our Warriors coverage, you got to listen on 95.7 The Game on your radio. Otherwise, you can tune into Willard and Dibbs uh, for Niners coverage, stream-only on the Odyssey app or on our Twitch and YouTube pages, again, courtesy of First NorCal Credit Union. So again, Warriors in Atlanta tomorrow, 4.30 tip-off, 3.30 coverage begins here on 95.7 The Game. It will be, by the way, FP Santangelo with Warriors coverage pre- and post-game for you tomorrow. I've got some family business to attend to, but I'll be back with you guys on Monday with Willard and Dibbs and company on 95.7 The Game. Looking forward to that. Uh, but a good Warriors win tonight. They knock off the Memphis Grizzlies 121 to 101. For Sterling Bennett across the glass, my name is Mark Randy signing off. Shout out to all the callers. Shout out to the YouTubers and the texters on the Comcast Business Text Line. Thanks so much for tuning in. Have a great rest of your Friday night and a wonderful weekend. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.